Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter number 11. Mark chapter number 11. And I'm going to read verse 25 and 26. Mark 11, 25. Jesus said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. I want to preach on the subject, the freedom of forgiveness. The freedom of forgiveness. Amen. God is our greatest example in many things. Praise God. Jesus was God in human form. He was our greatest example for many things. Amen. Compassion and forgiveness and so many things. Amen. How, how, how to forgive others, how often to forgive others, amen. And, you know, we see in the Bible, Psalms 103, 12, he said, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Amen. Jeremiah 31, 34, I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. When he forgives us, he doesn't dwell on our sins anymore. He moves on. Amen. Micah 7, 19, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. When God forgives us, he puts our sins out of his sight. Psalms 103.3, he is the one who forgives all of your sins. Everybody say all. Amen. Praise God. All of our sins. He doesn't hold anything back. If we ask him and we mean it, he forgives all of our sins. Psalms 86.5, for thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto, unto all them that call upon thee. So God is always ready to forgive those who call upon him to do so. 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a wonderful scripture. If we didn't have that, we'd be in trouble. But what a wonderful promise. And if we, amen, he, he'll He'll forgive us. Amen. If we will ask him, he'll forgive us. Thank you, Jesus. As Christians, we're striving to be like Jesus. And one of the greatest attributes of God is his great mercy that in turn leads to his great forgiveness. We need to show mercy when we need, uh, and we need to have a forgiving heart toward others. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said in Matthew 18, 21, actually Peter asked him a question. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him up to seven times. Jesus said unto him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Now, Jesus was not trying to convey a specific number in this statement. He was basically saying there should be no limits on our forgiveness. Amen. No limits. Amen. And the story that follows 
There's a parable that follows in verse 23 where uh, the, the Lord of his servants came and he wanted a reckoning and an accounting. And he came to one servant who owed him kind of like in today's money, like a million dollars, let's just say. A million dollars. And the servant did not have the money to pay him. And so he said, okay, you're going to be cast in prison, debtor's prison, until you pay the whole amount. And he fell on his knees before the Lord. And he said, please have mercy. Amen. And help. Give me some more time. And I'll pay everything I can pay. I just can't do it right now. And that Lord had such compassion on that servant that not only did he not just grant him extra time to pay, he forgave the million dollar debt. Whoa, what an amazing thing. This guy should have been the happiest clam in the clam bake. Amen. He should have been the happiest guy on the block, praise God. But we find him just shortly after that great event finding another servant, a fellow servant, a co-equal guy, amen, that owed this guy, say, 20 bucks. That's really what it was. You look in the Bible, and the difference was like a million bucks to 20 bucks. And he said, hey, you owe me my 20 bucks. I want it right now. He said, and this, this guy, this is you know, the same kind of thing. He fell on his knees. He said, please, give me some time. I don't have the 20, and I'll pay it back to you. He said, oh, no, and he grabbed him by the throat, and he took him and he put him in the debtor's prison. Amen. And when the Lord found out what the first guy did, he called him back in and he said, hey, what happened? Is this what happened? He said, yeah. He said, how could you treat your fellow servant like that? I just forgave you a million dollars and couldn't you have mercy on him and forgive him 20 bucks or at least give him some time to pay? Amen. And the sad part about it was that the Lord of that servant unforgave the debt of a million dollars and put him into debtor's prison. And the end of the story goes like this in verse 35. Jesus said, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart, that's key folks, from your heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Amen. I'm talking about the freedom of forgiveness. Not only do we need to forgive with our mouth, we need to forgive with our heart. That is key. God is all about the heart. The Bible is all about the heart. Whatever we do for him and in relation to others should be sincerely from our heart. Amen. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, right after he said the Lord's Prayer, amen, and, and, and the, two verses later it said in verse, uh, chapter 6 of Matthew, verse 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So folks, this, this is a very important concept in the Bible and a very important thing that we need to get a hold of. Amen. Forgiving others is more than just a good idea. Forgiving others is more than just the right thing to do. Forgiving others is more than just a commandment from God. This one thing we need to realize, forgiveness is not optional. It's not optional because God makes no bones about the fact if I do not forgive others, he will not forgive me. That leaves me in a big, big pickle, in a bad spot. So this is very serious business. Just think about that for a moment. If I don't forgive others, he won't forgive me. If he doesn't forgive me, I'm still in my sins. If I'm still in my sins, when the rapture happens or I die, 
then I am jeopardizing my hopes of eternal life in heaven because the Bible said no sin will enter into that place. That's why, amen, in my, I, have, I have got this concept early on in my Christian walk with God. I took this very seriously, amen, and that's why, amen, in my own personal experience over the years, I really have not, not had a really hard uh, issue forgiving others for the most part, amen, because I'm telling you, I see this concept. I want forgiveness from God. And I want forgiveness from others. And so I do not want to withhold something that I desperately need in my life. Amen. Amen. I never want to withhold that from anybody that has sincerely asked me. So do i got to do my best to freely grant forgiveness to all those that ask me. Amen. You know, I have spoken with and counseled with many people over the years that have had a lot of trouble forgiving people. They harbor uh, feelings against them, amen, uh, because uh, those people wrong them. They hold grudges against these people. They just cannot let it go. And sadly, when forgiveness is withheld long enough, it will turn into bitterness, and bitterness will ruin a person and will ruin a walk with God. Amen. And then they say these things like this, you know, Pastor, or you just don't understand. You know, you just don't understand the terrible things they said to me and they did to me. Amen. And then they'll tell me all about it. And I'm, I'm, I know that's terrible. Yes, that is. I, mean, I can't even believe it. It's terrible. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, amen. I, what they don't realize is I do understand. Praise God. I have been wronged in my life. I'm not just talking about my life before God in general. I'm talking about my life before God, my life while I was serving God. I've been wronged by people in my life. I've been terribly mistreated sometimes by people in my life. I've been stabbed in the back and even stabbed in the front. I've been let down and dung run by those I have trusted and those I've looked up to. Amen. I've had so many arrows shot at me over the years that I wonder sometimes when I'm drinking water that I look like a big sprinkler just squirting out everybody whole. Amen. But through it all, I have forgiven them all because I want to be free and I want to have forgiveness. Amen. So I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart this morning that I do not have any grudges against anybody. I do not harbor bitterness against anybody because I know I want his forgiveness. I don't want anything to hinder his forgiveness to me. That when I confess, because we're not perfect, folks, because the Bible said to err is human, but to forgive divine. We need to get that divine attribute in our hearts. Amen. You see, withholding forgiveness from somebody else hurts you more than it hurts the other person. Amen. It hinders a lot of things in our lives. You know, Bob Chase, who was the pastor of this church before I was the pastor, used to always say that when we do not forgive somebody, we allow that person to get between us and God. And metaphorically speaking, he would go on to say, when that happens, we, we, it's like we make that person closer to God than we are. Amen. And we don't want to do that, folks. We need to be close to God. We don't need anybody to get between us and God. Forgive them. Yes. It's not worth it. Amen. 
Catherine Ponder said, when you hold resentment toward another, you are bound to that person or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and to get free. Louis B. Swede said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and then discover that the prisoner was you. Amen. T.D. Jakes said, I think the first thing to understand is that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift you give to yourself. Forgive somebody. One of our ministers who has gone on to be with the Lord, his name is T.F. Tenney, was often quoted as saying something very powerful about forgiving others. He said, forgiveness does not make the other person right, but it makes me free. Hallelujah. That's a powerful statement. I'm talking about the freedom of forgiveness. You're not just freeing that other person when you forgive them. You're freeing yourself. Amen. When we truly forgive others, it frees so many things. Things that frees our hearts, our minds. It unshackles, amen, us to be what God wants us to be. Amen. Mark eleven twenty five was one of the first verses I started with. It said, whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone. In other words, when you pray, when you start to pray, forgive anything you have against anyone so that you can be forgiven by God in your prayers be not hindered. Folks, we don't need our prayers hindered. There's many things that can hinder our prayers, and one of them is unforgiveness. And so we, that's why he said, when you stand praying, this, do this, get this out of the way so that you can have freedom in your prayers. Amen. Another way of looking at this verse is, when I pray for somebody, I, knew, I need to do it with forgiveness in my heart. Folks, I cannot sincerely pray for a person if I do not have forgiveness in my heart for that person. Oh, I can pray for him, but you're not praying the right way because you don't want to pray malicious prayers. You don't want to pray, you know, prayers against enemies or whatever. Because what did Jesus say in Matthew 5, 44? I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Amen. So we don't pray for bad to happen to our enemies. God is our uh, he is fighting on our behalf. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And so we need to pray mercy on our enemies. We need to pray that God would save them and change them. Amen. And we cannot sincerely pray from the heart for another person, even if it's our enemy, unless we forgive them in our hearts. That's right. That's true. You know, look, what did Jesus, he was on the cross. And there's no record of these people asking him to forgive him when they were these Pharisees and these scribes and all these people that some Roman soldiers and stuff that were throwing up all these things at Jesus while he hung on the cross before he died. He finally, one of the last things he prayed from the cross, Luke 23, 34, very powerful. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. I don't think they even asked him to forgive. But he forgave anyway. Just showing us the power of forgiveness. Amen. And Stephen, when he was being stoned to death just for preaching the word in Acts chapter 7. 
He kneeled down in verse 60 and cried with a loud voice as they were throwing rocks at him to kill him and, 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 and execute him. They, he said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when they, he had said this, he fell asleep. In other words, he died. But the last thing he prayed was a prayer of forgiveness to those that were throwing rocks at him. Amen. Praise God. You can't pray for someone unless you forgive them. Amen. In closing, there were several things God wanted to convey in regards to what he allowed to happen to Job. He wanted to show the devil that people will still love God, worship God, and serve God no matter what happens. Another thing he wanted to show Job's three friends, just because bad things happen to people doesn't automatically mean that those people did something bad to deserve it as some sort of punishment for their actions. He also wanted to show Job personally some things about his own heart because really this was all about Job. Job was a highly favored man in God's eyes and God was showing him some things. And Job and his three friends, you read it chapter after chapter, they were going back and forth. They were arguing with each other. It got heated. Amen. Between them. But finally, something happened in the heart of Job that we read about toward the end of the very last chapter after 42 chapters, verse number 10 said, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Amen. You can't pray for people unless you have forgiveness in your heart and really mean it. Something happened. Job prayed. Something in his heart went out to his friends. And the God at that moment turned the captivity of Job. And also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. I believe he looked at his friends with genuine compassion and with forgiveness in his heart. And he prayed for his friends. And once he did that, God ended the suffering of Job. He began the restoration process. And Job was not only restored to his former self he, he has given twice as much as he had before and when we forgive God will restore there is power and great freedom in forgiveness things are going to change for you when you forgive from your heart and let it all go amen you'll probably be able to sleep better you'll probably be able to just have a better day every day you just a lot of things will change. It'll affect you physically if you're holding grudges. You'll experience freedom for forgiveness, and it'll positively impact so many areas and aspects of your life that you weren't even realizing. With these three simple words, we can experience freedom. With these three simple words, we can have peace of mind and have our hearts set at ease and have no bitterness and no grudges and no hatred and no nothing amen i forgive you i forgive you three beautiful words amen why don't you say them with me right now i forgive you what are we doing we're doing practice we're doing dry runs. 
Amen. Because there might be somebody that you need to forgive that you haven't forgiven. Or maybe you're just getting ready because, you know, you never know what's going to happen later today or tomorrow or whatever. That you need to forgive somebody and you don't want to hold it back. Seventy times seven. Amen. Put it away. Put it out of your sight. Put it in the depths of the sea. Be like God. Be like Jesus. Be like Stephen. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.